boy, baby boy. Oh boy, baby girl. Oh boy, baby non-bin. Mary, envy. Oh boy, baby everything. It's Nick. Nick the Quick. Nick the Slick. That was... I interviewed Snoop Dogg one time when I was a young lad. And I think he... I said, can you give me a nickname? And he said, Slick Nick. Like it was nothing. He came up with it super fast. Let me just put in my vitamin D droplets. I gotta take four a day. You know... I'm getting a sense. I'm getting a sense that overall the world's air quality has dropped. You getting that vibe? I'm getting it. I go outside. I breathe in. I sneeze. Looks like a soil sample. Looks like a tar factory when I sneeze. All the, all this all the tar comes out. That air ain't right. So we want to get our sun the natural way. From little droplets that promise that they have vitamin D in it. So I'm taking four a day. But I've talked about that. Welcome to Nick before. But welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I am Nick. This is Nick Flanagan Weekly. Thank you for listening. Am I on time? I'm, as Nas said, never on schedule, but always on time. And so... Nas also has a new album called Magic 2. I think he's put out too many albums now. He's got to take a break. Nas's big problem. Yeah, I'm starting the show off by talking about Nas's big problem. I've been a fan for years. Decades, even. Almost 30 years. And, uh... He can still rap very well but sometimes he just has less to say and magic so far when i've listened to it and i'm gonna give it a a harder listen is kind of in the i don't have anything to say mode but the other releases king's disease oh my god king's disease 2 king's disease 3 the first magic amazing check them out if you like nazir jones this is nick flanagan weekly i am nick if you have questions comments or thoughts please write W-E-A-K-L-Y podcast at gmail.com. I'm very happy to be here. I'm running so late, but that's fine. I was going to record this last night, but I'm already loving my energy today. And I'm saying, you know, maybe I'm more of a daytime boy for recording things. Um, How and ever, last night was very interesting trying to do the podcast because I said to myself, I'm going to do it. I don't care. You know, the famous thing they say about the ADHD? They say, you know, you're really not going to want to do something sometimes. You're not going to have any motivation to do it, even if it's something you love doing, something you want to do. So you got to just do it. And um, I was fully on board with that tactic yesterday. I was like, okay, whatever. It's 11 p.m. That's fine. I don't care. 11 p.m., that's nothing to me. I fall asleep way too late all the time. So let's see what happens. And uh, then I'm like, but you know, I should eat. Boy's got to eat. He's going to get, he's not going to have energy. Treats. 
So I eat. Then I'm like, boys got to do something else that's fun, so whatever, I do some other fun thing. Then I'm like, this will be fine. I still feel like recording. Cut, cut to 2 a.m., and I'm like, maybe it's better if I fall asleep and uh, record in the day tomorrow. And that's me now. And this is something that is the most important thing to unlearn. Don't reward yourself before you for the thing before you do the thing. It's not even the same as saying, I deserve this. It's like some weird side thing where you go, what's the difference of me having it before? If I'm going to have it after I do the thing, I'll just have it before I do the thing because the guilt I'll feel about having done the thing, having rewarded myself. And now I have to do the thing because I've made a promise. It doesn't work that way. And this is something I've struggled with. Let's just say I've had dinner before, uh, I've had dessert before dinner a lot. Because I'm just like, what's the diff? I make the rules. But the problem is, my body makes the rules. My brain sort of says that there are rules arbitrarily. And then my body follows up. So. Don't reward yourself for doing something before you do it. And I'm only saying that because you probably won't do it. You can, but you better expect not to actually do the thing you're rewarding yourself to do. You get it! You get what I mean. I don't have much to report. It's been pretty busy over here. Just a lot of stuff. Nothing too exciting, but just just been running around, busy doing a show Thursday, uh, doing a show next Thursday. Then there's other shows, and my friend Allison Baker, friend of the show, former guest, future guest. Who can say? She'll be collaborating with the kids in the halls, Kevin McDonald and Bruce McCullough uh, at the Rivoli. This Wednesday, July 27th, and Thursday, July 28th, and this Friday, July 29th, at the Rivoli. So, it's exciting. Uh, she'll be doing playing guitar for them the whole time they're doing their show, and I'm really stoked. And I'm going to go Wednesday, and I'm going to go to Friday, because I love it when Al's in town, and we hang! She has a child. And there's a lovely picture of me holding the child that I'll treasure and perhaps even print and frame. That is hard to picture, but, but perhaps I'll do it. can never say. Is anyone doing that? I've never, like, done a glossy printout. I think I did one of those. There's a picture of my uh, loved ones and my mom. And I printed them out and we gave I gave them to, to mother for Mother's Day. Because I try. And let me tell you, my mom, bless mom, she, she was wearing a pretty wild hat the other day at our, at our barbecue that she held for us. I can't, definitely not a fedora. Kind of a Blossom hat. If you know the show Blossom, Mayan Bielik. I call her Mayan Black. 
I hope nobody has pleasant memories of the show Blossom. To me, it was always something that was on, and I was like, okay. It's going to be a bit of a bummer, but okay. Let's enjoy it. Let's try. It's television. Whoa! That was the only thing anyone liked about it. Joey Lawrence. And look where he is now. He ain't, he ain't Joey no more. Oh, here it is. Okay. So, I had an idea for the show, this show, this episode, where I thought, first of all, I tried doing something where people left comments on NGL, some stupid app that anonymously allows you to ask questions. I'm pretty sure all the questions I got were just, like, fake, generated by this NGL, so I can't answer any of them. They were all, like, you know personality or looks and if you ask that write me and I will answer it it's not a bad question it just feels a little bit like you know not a big thing also personality or looks how about this looks with that looks that have personality sounds about right to me that's the best one anyway so nobody answered, nobody sent in questions, nobody sent in comments. I got nothing like that to read or respond to. But um, I thought I would actually... I'm on the ADHD Reddit. Now, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, and who would? No, I'm just kidding. Shout out to my listeners. Um, I've mentioned that I have adult histamine disorder. Adult heart. Date. ADHD. I don't remember what it stands for, but apparently I've got it. Apparently it's moderate, which just stresses me out when I think about what severe is like. But I also do not trust the testing process that I took, you know, and paid a bunch of money for like 12 years ago because it took some level of being engaged and looking into it. And I mean really looking into it to actually you know, get a handle on it at all. Anyway, I thought I would read um, posts on the ADHD Reddit and see if they resonated with me. And you can write in if you'd like or not and tell me if they resonated with you. Or you can just take it in and think about if they resonated with you and never contact me. It's up to you. All right, first post that's, uh, so this is on r slash ADHD on the controversial website, Reddit. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com, Reddit. I went to the doctor today. Turns out the appointment is for tomorrow. This kind of thing actually is like the number one thing for me. Not this exact example. Because I... I don't know if I've ever gone to a doctor's appointment on the wrong day. Because I have this weird doctor who I just... Don't be jealous. But I just call her and they're like, yeah, come in tomorrow. Okay. Um, I will... 
hear a time. I will hear a time. I will hear a place. I will have an email with the time and place and date. And occasionally I will have some fixed idea of when it actually should be, where it should be, and what day it is that I'm going. And sometimes that doesn't correspond to what is like literally in front of my face and that I agree to. So I've totally skimmed things and thought I was going to totally different places with different people and well, not different people, but you know, so I really do understand the um, wrong uh, appointment, wrong time. I thought things were at nine when they were 10. I thought the opposite. The doctor sent me like three messages asking to confirm I will be going. I did it all. Now I realize all of the messages were confirmed your appointment for Wednesday. Now look. At least the appointment was tomorrow. That's the best case scenario with this mistake. Is that you do something too soon or it's you, you, you can make up for it. If you can make up for it. Because who knows, maybe this person made some other plan for the next day. But whatever. So, what are your tactics? How do you avoid this? I try to write dates and times down everywhere in different niches and like on whiteboard, on a, in my computer, in on my phone, on in a day planner. <laughs> I have a lot of things in place and still I go through this. So that resonates. Way to go. All right, now this one I I almost Okay, here's one. Eating noises. Anyone else get absolutely unhinged at hearing people slurp, slop, chomp, and breathe loudly while eating? Anyway, you get the idea. I don't feel like completely just reading all these comments out loud. You can go on that Reddit and read them. They're archived forever. Uh, eating noises tend not to bother me. Uh, may, maybe every once in a while. I'm very self-conscious. Not so much about my eating noises, but for instance, on this podcast, like if I there's a mouth noise that's audible, I get pretty sad. And on the, it's primarily on, on the uh, tr mass transit. If I hear someone playing tinny, something out of tinny speakers... Or I can hear something coming out of someone's earbuds or headphones. I I have to move seats. Like it's just a lot for me to deal with. It, I, I just hate it. Which is why I've got you know AirPods now and all that kind of thing to sort of protect it. But yeah, that so so just having involuntary responses to certain noises makes total sense. And I think that the term misophonia. I'm not I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying that is real. I'm just describing having that myself in a way. And I'm not going to say everyone's got it. Okay? So that's what I'm going to start this off with. I'm going to say maybe it's symptomatic of something larger and it's not actually an illness unto itself. That's what I'm going to say about misophonia. Okay?
My therapist told me I can't have ADHD because I held a conversation for an hour. I'm not even going to read the interior of this. Um, obviously, that's a profound misunderstanding of ADHD. We can talk for hours about things we're passionate about or even not passionate about that are mundane. If we can kind of like keep the rhythm going, we'll keep talking. Might not let you get a word in edgewise. In fact, no wonder this person can hold a conversation with their therapist for an hour. Well, they're talking about themselves, so it's an amazing topic to be passionate about. And there's no other foci, 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 you know that word, F-O-C-I? Foci, Anthony Foci. Um, so yeah, of course they can hold. There's, you're not focusing on anything but your conversation with the therapist. I mean, this this is the this is the dream, and I, and I work so hard not to have this. I mean, now I'm talking about my own issue. I could post to Reddit, ADHD. I don't understand why I, I I come over to the dark side, constantly. You know, all the things that I'm not supposed to do that give me some sort of happiness and comfort. So it's like, yeah, can I put a bunch of fun things for me to look at and think are cool? all around my apartment, so I always have something to take in? Yes. And I like it. But probably the m best move is, in fact, to um, offer as few options as possible. Have the cleanest... You work from home, have the cleanest office. A couple inspiring photos, maybe. You know, I've got two TVs... Two phones, got two video game systems, like portable. Don't even start on the amount of other types of video game systems I've got around. I got a printer, got a tape player, I got a Google Home, got a CD player that's attached to the tape player, toys to look at. I have too many plushes. I don't even like plushes. I have a bunch of plushes. Buy my plushes. Anyway. We get so counterintuitive sometimes. And it feels so good. So why stop? It's cute. Can't that be my job? Anyway. I had a doctor tell me that I couldn't be depressed because my eyes were too happy. <laughs> I changed doctors, but this is the same sort of thing. You can't say someone doesn't have something that they're feeling. For instance, that misophonia I said earlier, I was very clear to say, you do probably have it, I, that's, it has a term I just don't think it's the be-all and end-all. But I'm not even a doctor, so what do I know? Nothing. But I got instinct. But you shouldn't listen to those. I'm just saying that if in 10 years they're like, oh, it actually is related to OCD, it's actually, which is related to ADHD, blah. I'll go, hey, yeah. I'll go, hey, yeah, I was right. I'll do a little dance. 
and I'll lie down right afterwards probably because I'll be 10 years older and I'll be lying down all the time. So you're going to encounter that a lot where people don't tell you, say you can't have something that it feels like you can have. And it would be ideal if at the very least they could offer a elaboration on that if they're health professionals. Well, if I don't have this, then why do I feel this way? And go, here, maybe why? Most of the time they just use it to like say, don't worry about it. Doctors love to say don't worry about it, at least in Canada. Because they're not getting that extra money. In America, they're probably like, worry about it. Here, here's an expensive bill. Go get a test. In Canada, they're like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. How much are you smoking? Ten cigarettes a day? That's fine. It would take a pack. Don't worry about it. Okay, one more. Then I got to go. I am fired very often. This is a great, great subject heading. I am fired very often. I've been in the job for, for 1.5 years and it's changed a lot since I started. Boss became unavailable because the role tripled. I'm 28. I feel terrible. I don't know how I'm going to get past this. Man, I feel you. Take yourself out of society as much as you can. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do that. But like, it gets kind of tiring, doesn't it? Having people um, read whatever it is you're putting out there as like a lack of interest. Most of the time, that's what people take as if you have learning disabilities or anything like that, a lot of this sort of, unless you have it stamped on your forehead, they think it's something where you're unwilling to learn or you're losing interest. And if people feel that way and you're doing a job, a lot of the time they'll be like, first to go. You're the first you, sir, or madam, or your whatever it is you identify as. You must go. We don't want you at the job anymore. You can't work at CNN. You're the CNN researcher and we don't want you. Because you seem bored. This is not a personal story. I just thought of... It might be fun to be a CNN researcher. But it would not be fun to get fired as a CNN re re <coughs> researcher. But yeah. 1.5 years. I'm assuming that means one and a half years. That tends to be the terminology. Um, which is really interesting because I would say that my instinctive response to um, people with ADHD and their general time lasting in things is often like a year and a half. And, you know, it kind of sounds like with the overwhelm of the job that it was hard for you to... Um, <clears throat> hard for this person to make sense of it. And, you know, that's why people get medical diagnoses of things like this is because if you have something where overwhelm 
real overwhelm is a possibility. Um, that often leads to this sort of like paralysis and then you're not getting enough work done and then you don't know what to do and, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's very hard to know. It's just important to have clear instructions when you're working at a job, uh, no matter who you are, but especially with ADHD. Because it just seems like, you know, the whole idea of inconsistency and the frustration with being inconsistent that can come with ADHD is um, reflected in reality. Where, like, the inconsistency can be mind-boggling. Like, you could do something really strong and know exactly what to do and make educated guesses and get ahead of your instructions correctly. Or you could screw it up insanely you know, um, using that same trust. So in other words, as fun it is, as it is to excel, the smart, the best way to do it is, is just get very explicit instructions. But try to explain to the people in charge of you, in char what, you know, who are giving you those instructions, that you need them. And that maybe they're annoyed that you're asking too many questions, but It'll eventually stick. <clears throat> anyway, um, don't worry about getting fired from jobs too much. Just keep on trying to find other ones, and hopefully it works out. What can I say? Or get your own, try to start your own thing, but that's really hard unto itself. It's a real challenge with ADHD, but, you know, it's about creating as many... Uh, coping mechanisms and uh, safety barriers as possible. So I know that's kind of abstract, but, but you can do it. Reddit poster. And I'm sure the other posts have given you similar, mm -hmm. similar vibes. Okay, well, I'm going to go. That segment was called Nick Reacts to Things on Reddit. I'll talk to you later. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. If you want to read a good book about ADHD, try Delivered from Distraction by uh, Hallowell and John Ratey. Um, and also, he, there's a new book called ADHD 2.0 that, that's similar. I always really like Delivered from Distraction, though. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Stay sweet. Stay stoked.